Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into a brand new episode of the Face Turn Podcast, part of the Sports Insanity Network. I'm Noah Trombley, joined as always by Mike the Punmaster Rifkin, and tonight we're joined by Jeff Knapp and one of our newest stars to the Face Turn, Allison Wiener. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. All right, so we are all going to do our um, end-of-the-year awards for the year 2022 in the uh, world of professional wrestling, but uh, we do have a one piece of news to get through um, before, and, and unfortunately, it's a very sad one. Um, iconic TNA announcer Don West passed away today um, at the age of 55 after facing an ongoing battle with brain lymphoma. Uh, West's former TNA broadcast colleague and friend Mike Tanay shared the news on Twitter today, quote, just heard from wife Terry that our brother Don West will be spending New Year's in heaven. Uh, Tanay wrote, uh, quote, Terry said, D-Dub finally had to tap out from his match with lymphoma. We bonded as soon as we met, both as broadcast partners and friends. Years of great moments, both on and off camera. Um, So, yeah, iconic TNA announcer. He was there, you know, when TNA really first started. He was kind of their color commentator uh, for years. I remember he honestly was one of the voices that got me into TNA back when I was in, like, 2006, 2007 time. They had just got the the deal on Spike TV. Um and yeah, just uh, very, very sad news to hear that he has lost his battle with um with brain lymphoma. Uh, Jeff, Mike, I know you guys wanted to say a quick thing. Yeah, he uh, he was. I loved I loved his work with uh, the old TNA Total Nonstop Action version. And as far back as when it was uh, part of the NWA, I got to go actually see him live, uh, even though you couldn't hear him because you were you were in the audience. Uh, back in, uh, I think it was 2004. Yeah, it was 2004 when we went to Nashville, Tennessee, to the old fairgrounds. And uh, he'll sorely be missed. He was so good at what he did. And he, one of the best type. I would love to have heard him today in his prime if he could have been with like a Corey Graves or um, somebody to that effect. Mike? He, he was the ultimate hype guy, if, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean the, the the two catchphrases catchphrases that really make the most sense. Um, oh my god, especially when I think there's this turning point, two thousand and four, when primetime Elix Skipper walked the top of the oh cage. Oh my god, yeah, to nail a, a Hurricane Rana oh. on Wildcat Chris Harris. And the other one was, you got to be freaking kidding me when either a I, big star I, would arrive or during a big match. It was epic stuff. Every every time he went, are you freaking kidding me? It was like, that, that's, that's <laughs> in line. He has trademarked that thing uh, to a T uh, at this point. So, yes. Uh, so, condolences to Don West, uh, his family and friends. Uh, we wish you all the best um, during this tragic time. Uh, so, but let's get into better things and let's get into our end of the year awards we've got a bunch of awards to give out for this year um we're gonna start with the controversial star of the year so whoever stirred up which superstar or person stirred up the most controversy um tour throughout this year 2022 which there was a lot just letting you know um <laughs> allison why don't you take us away who's your controversial star of the year I think this one was pretty obvious for 2022, especially in the WWE universe. As the acclaim says, they'll make people retire like Vince McMahon. There was so much controversy with him this year, especially from his past, saying he's cheated on multiple women. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. So you're Vince McMahon. Uh, Mike, who you got? Okay. So, so, I thought Vince was obvious. I thought there was another obvious choice in a for AEW, but I'm going wild card here. MJF. Ooh. Re- remember the whole double or nothing stuff with Wardlow? Yes. So so I played that into a part. And every time he touches a microphone, you know something's gonna happen. So <laughs> Someone's I'm gonna getting put MJF offended. in this. So Wait, yeah, someone's someone getting voted. Someone's getting offended when when MJF touches a <laughs> microphone. Uh, Jeff, yes. who is your controversial star of the year? 
I would say it would have to have been CM Punk mm-hmm. and the whole thing that happened supposedly happened backstage uh, with the elite and them all kind of bowing out of AEW for a little while and Punk. Nobody's really sure yet. There's never been like a 100% this has happened to uh, Punk or not from uh, Tony Khan. And then the elite being stripped of their trios championships in lieu of whatever happened in the back. And uh, I just like to say I'm very happy that Punk's dog is now okay uh, after being exactly. involved in that altercation. <laughs> but both both of those uh, with uh, – Vince McMahon is a great choice too, and even MJF when he went off the rails and he called Tony uh, Tony Khan a effing mark, mm-hmm. and they had mm-hmm. to bleep that out. That I thought that I was like, ooh, I love it when they blur those lines. Right, I love they, it when they do that. They really did a good job at really making MJF look like it, it was so weird because he's still a heel, but he almost was doing the the baby face kind of fire it was it was a little interesting when when they did that but i i applaud them for doing it obviously we found out who he truly is at at full gear um for me obviously vince punk mjf all work i'm gonna go a little bit wild card here too i'm gonna say sasha banks and naomi um you've got two people who have just gotten the the women's tag team championships they're supposedly not happy with their place in the card they're not happy with WWE in general Naomi's supposedly supposed to get a women's world title shot at Hell in a Cell. She's supposed to win a number one contenders match, and they walk out. And supposedly now there's been rumors that the the buyout was done months ago. There's rumors that Sasha's going to New Japan. There's rumors that Naomi's just maybe, maybe coming back at some point to join the bloodline. There's just been constant stories about these two ever since they left and were stripped of the women's tag team titles. So I think that added a lot of controversy to WWE. And then you had the Vince stuff. That I think that was the only reason it got overshadowed was the Vince McMahon stuff happened. It was the only way that this stuff could have gone overshadowed. If not, it would have been Sasha and Naomi like the whole year of like what's going on with these two. So that's going to be my pick for controversial start of the year. All right, up next, we have the turn of the year, whether this is a face turn or a heel turn. So, Jeff, who is your turn Ooh. of the year? Uh, I wish I could have said the big show because he was always <laughs> turning face and heel. For the 347th like time. Oh, my God, yeah. we got to create that, the big show award. <laughs> I, I, I got think, so for now on it is called the big show turn of the year big I show turn of the year it was never really an official turn but they hyped it so much that it was going to be some type of turn but daniel garcia potentially leaving mm. oh. the jericho appreciation society for the blackpool combat club and it never happened mm-hmm. but that that brief instance when you thought it was, so I thought that was going to be big. And uh, I still think it's probably going to come, but right. that, that I think for me, that was the, the biggest. Um, For me, I'm going to go, obviously there are some like kind of obvious ones and I'm sure, you know, Allison and Mike will get to one of some of them, but I'm going to go a little wild card with this one. I'm going to go Finn Balor turning and beating up edge and becoming the new kind of de facto leader of judgment day. Because I think here's the thing. I think edge could have done better with judgment day, but I I think Balor has done an amazing job with judgment day. I think that's reinvigorated his character as the Prince it's reinvigorated, you know, the careers of Damian priest of Rhea. It's now gotten, you know, a certain somebody else who turned on one of their family members earlier this year. It's gotten him on a bigger platform than I think he would have been had he stuck there. So I'm like, yeah, I think Balor's turn was a big moment this year and him kind of becoming the new leader of judgment day. Mike, what's your pick? I like William Regal. On Moxley. Because of the epic promo, once again, cut by MJF. I don't know if that was the Wednesday before or two Wednesdays before uh, the pay-per-view match between Moxley and MJF. At I think it was full gear. Making sure I'm getting that right. Yeah. 
But where he gave the brass rings, when he gave him the brass knucks. But then to top it off, the next dynamite when Regal's talking, and you're gonna hear from MJFX, and Moxley is like waiting to chew his head off, and you're just <laughs> waiting for it, and it just never comes. And it's like, okay, there better be an ultimate payoff, and mm. never happened. It, it's it's right. so funny because that moment on Dynamite gets so tense because you know if Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson wasn't there, it's like, oh, Moxley's gonna kill him if he's not there. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, so William Regal, I, I never, I didn't even think of that one. I. It sucks because, like they, like you said, Mike, they never got to capitalize on it because William Regal immediately left and went back to WWE for obviously a better job, which I don't blame him for. But it's like it uh, sucks we don't get that kind of payoff uh, before Regal. Uh, Allison, how about you? So I actually had two in mind. I mean, I'm going to give a big shout out to Dominic Mysterio for turning at Clash of the Castle, but the one I want to talk about is Christian Cage turning on Jungle Boy Jack Pear and just as soon as sorry I can't speak right now as soon as Jurassic Express lost the titles to the Young Bucks right there it just happened I mean I didn't know Luchasaurus would turn (laughs) but I might give Luchasaurus in the near future the big show award (laughs) (laughs) but like it just led to a huge feud and a huge rebuild up of Christian Cage not only as like a manager but as a wrestler he's he's one of the best dickheads in wrestling ever he just that dude could christian cage could draw heat like there's no tomorrow he knows exactly what to say he knows exactly what to do i mean the promo that he what the heck was it he's doing the promo on juggle boy's mom and he's like your mom is this this this." and he like puts the microphone down he's like call me call me he's doing like the call me sign it's like Oh my God! What what a just what a great way what a great heel or heat getter, just an absolute heat magnet for for Christian Cage. All right, up next we've got return of the year. Obviously, a wrestler coming back from any sort of thing, an injury, uh, being resigned, anything like that. I'm gonna start this one off. I see it here on Allison's day. I've got to go with this one. It's Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Um, we we got the White Rabbit teases starting in July, right around June, July. We had in I to me this return is so good because they weren't blatant with anything because it just started as oh hey this weird song is playing during WWE live events oh, or during Starship. or during or during the commercial breaks it's just playing randomly and then the lights start going red then we start getting the QR codes then we start getting and just all the little subtle hints that they would put during the show you know Triple H on the final smackdown or the first smackdown he ever did there's a QR code right on this microphone or there's random stuff in the background and then, of course, we get the massive payoff after Extreme Rules kind of goes off the air. We get Bray Wyatt. You know, we get the amazing – he's got the whole world in his hands. All the characters come back out from the Firefly Funhouse. We get the him walking through the door, and it was done to absolute perfection. I might say, I have to admit, I think the return so far has been a little bit dull. I think it's been taking a while. It's been taking a little bit while. I am interested in this Uncle Howdy stuff. I am interested to see where they go with this. If we get a Wyatt Six Faction, I'm I'm sold on this. But the way they built it up, the execution was to me perfect. So I got to go with Bray Wyatt. Uh, Mike, how about you? I'm with you. It's Bray Wyatt. I I think the other part, because the, the other only other one I was really torn on was probably Cody. But I think the dirt sheets kind of ruined that moment for me. We all knew Cody was going to be the guy. Right. Me. So, yeah. so, but Bray Wyatt, he comes out with the new mask, the, the whole like forbidden door door thing at Extreme Rules that he comes through. Oh, excellent stuff. So I, I got Wyatt also. Allison? I mean, honestly, I did put others, but the one that definitely stood out to me was Bray Wyatt. And Ozzy. No offense to Bailey, Cody, and Omega. But, the other yeah. ones I put on that list. Mm-hmm. But the winner is obvious. Jeff, are you making it four for four? Yeah, pretty much. You can't go wrong, really, with either choice. The way Bray came out and 
the lights going out and the his fireflies showing their light or with um with Cody Rhodes coming out at WrestleMania and that monster pop that he got and then that match. Oh the match yeah, that was a big pal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The match between, You can't go wrong really with the two. I mean it, I guess it all depends. The big big stage of WrestleMania coming back maybe a slight edge to Cody just for the stage that he was returning on. But, but to me, I, to me, Jeff, to, to kind of go off your point, to me, I, like I said before, I think the build of how Wyatt came back was like it made up for that. Oh, I love the build too. I love oh, the so good because it was one of those things where like we knew it was gonna be Wyatt, but it was still like so cathartic to see him finally walk through that door and take the mask off and be like, yes, Bray mm-hmm. Wyatt is back. Papa H strikes again, you know, all that stuff. All right. We're going to go now to the debut of the year. So there's obviously someone debuting for WWE, AEW, New Japan, Impact, any of that stuff. Allison, who you got? I am going with someone who had left WWE and is part of Blackpool Combat Club. I am going with Claudio Castagnoli, a formerly known as Cesaro. Like, as like as soon as I saw him debut in Brian Danielson's replacement at the Forbidden Door, I was like, "This is going to be a really good career, good next step for him." And especially now that he is once again the ROH champion. Yeah, absolutely, huge return or huge debut for him in AEW. Uh, Mike, how about you? Okay, so I, I actually wrote two down because I don't know how we were going to count one. That's I okay. I did two as well. So. I went damage control because of the mm. stage of SummerSlam. We didn't know what they were called, but we know Bailey'd come back with Dakota Kai and Io Sky, even though it's really Io Shirai. Yeah. But just that moment after Becky Bianca are out there, great match. And they debut. And to be fair, outside of not giving Bailey the Raw Women's title, which is still one of my biggest gripes of this year. They've run the show, Damage Control. So mm-hmm. I, I'm going to go Damage Control. And the other one I wrote down was Samoa Joe. Oh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I do like that one as well. Uh, Jeff, how about you? Okay, so unfortunately, I can't remember the guy's name. <laughs> but okay. he is the – and, and this, for me, was like a real true debut – but it was the gentleman that beat uh, Chris Jericho. The Oak oh, Action Andretti. <laughs> that guy. That was a really <laughs> good match. And I never Wait, heard of this guy he? before. Action. His name is Action, Action. Andretti. I really hope they change his name. Uh, to me, that's kind of like indie, kind of hokey in a way, you know. But I'm hoping that they change it to like uh, – I don't. I don't care. Something and something else. Andretti, you know, like Andrew mm-hmm. Andretti. Something Mario Andretti, race car driver <laughs> part two. Yes, <laughs> it's his long lost uh, oh. son. He didn't know he. We're had, gonna get so, the but... Andrettis versus the Jericho Appreciation Society. Let's go! Oh yep. my god, bud! But that was a really good debut to get that type of win on on a major show against one of the greatest of all time. And apparently the story was that Jericho somehow found out about him and, you know, more or less got him helped into AEW. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, For me, um, this is kind of like Mike's because it it is a mostly a return, but it is a debut for AEW. This one shocked me. I'm going to go Soraya uh, joining AEW. Um, I, I, I'm so happy for the former page now, Soraya, um, to come back and to get her neck healthy enough. And I know she's not having the best matches right now. Her bat match with Baker was kind of not that great, but I mean, come on, she was away from the ring for four years. You got to give her some time to really get back into it. And, um, let's see what she can do. But I, I was so happy for her because she was one of my favorites because I always felt so bad for her because whenever WWE talks about the Divas Revolution, they talk about the 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 upswell and the reinvention of women's wrestling. It's it's Paige and AJ Lee. They never get talked about. Now one 
fine because he's married to Punk, all that kind of stuff. But Paige never gets mentioned. Like, Paige was there with, with Charlotte and Becky and Sasha and, and Bailey. She was there really bringing up women's wrestling, and she never gets talked about. So to see her get recognition in AEW to me was was amazing to finally see. To that point, like, the, the Bella Twins get more recognition than Exactly. Paige. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's not fair at all. You know, Paige was doing way more for women's wrestling than, than the Bellas were. All right, we're going to save these two categories for later, but I'm going to go now to, we're going to go to AEW Breakout Male Wrestler of the Year. So who had a huge debut or who year for AEW this year? I got to start this one off because for me, this one is just so easy. It's Wheeler Yuta. Yes. The ascension of Wheeler Yuta this year in AEW has been one of my favorite things to see. He starts off as this jobber in the beginning of the year, but he's got he's got this talent. And then he has those three matches with John Moxley. The final one being in contention for my match of the year, the one they had on Rampage mm. and back in March is so good because Moxley just keeps throwing everything he has at Yuta and Yuta just keeps kicking out, keeps getting out of submissions. And Moxley's got... The, one of my favorite emotions this year, it's, it's in another match too that I'll talk about, is this time where Moxley hits the Death Rider, not the Paradigm Shift. He hits the Death Rider where he fully goes up in the air and hits Wheeler Yuta with the with the Death Rider, and Wheeler Yuta still kicks out. And Moxley's got this look on his face of like, "Am I gonna have to kill him? Am I gonna have to kill this man to beat him?" And Wheeler Yuta is just bloody in the face and all this stuff. It's been an amazing year to watch Wheeler Yuta ascend in AEW, so he's got to be my breakout middle of the year. Allison, how about you? I'm seconding that. I had so many others, but I think one of the last people that I saw, and I'm like, the one that really stood out was Wheeler Yuta. Absolutely. Mike, how about you? All right. Love wheels. Nothing but love for the wheels. But I'm going to pump the brakes. <laughs> it's Wardlow. Um, it's Ward. Yeah. The the dude walks the, the top rope and does a mood salt at his height. <laughs> and the triple threat match between him, Hobbs, and Joe. Oh, I, 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 he went from being out of the shadow of MJF to becoming a guy who I think in 2023 could beat MJF for the world title. I have put that in my blog, so Please go to the sports. Yeah, right, Network go website. check out Allison's predictions at thesportsinsanitynetwork.com. Cheap plug for the site, but I'm going to go Wardlow. Jeff, I'm going to go with and and of course Willie Yuta had a, had a great 2022, but I'm going to go with almost like his counterparts, uh, Daniel Garcia. Oh, I just want to say, Jeff, their match at final battle. Oh my god. Yeah. Those oh are two god. of some of the best young wrestlers. Like those are the type of matches I really just love watching. It's it's close to hard hitting Japanese strong style on an American mm. TV show you can get minus that Seamus Walter match. But beyond those, that is just so and I, I, when I first saw him come out, when he first came out, and um, I was like, hey, look at this guy. You know, he just didn't look the part. And he got a little bit more toned. Uh, and he just grinded. And same with Wheeler Yuta. They just, like, the rock to the Austin for somebody of, of that, at that level. And mm. I really, and I'm still a huge fan of both. And I really love, I, I think Daniel Garcia's, gonna be huge really gonna be big i really hope jeff you know if if you know when ring of honor becomes something big i really hope that garcia and yuda are kind of like those guys that like they don't fight all the time but like every two years they just got to run the match one more time just see what they can do <laughs> you know what i mean just all right it, it's been two years all right garcia versus yuda let's see what you do now it, it that's gonna be like the forever uh, like opponent all right let's move on to AEW breakout star now for the women's side Mike, who you got? Hater's going to hate. I'm going to go Jamie Hater. I, I, again, 
you're going from the shadow of Britt Baker to now becoming the AEW Women's Champion. And to to quote Sheamus, she puts out banger after banger after banger. Her match with Sheeta. Oh, oh my yeah, God. the Tony Storm match, the, the, oh, the one where she won yeah. the title. Oh my God! Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna go Jamie Hader, so the haters can just hate. I'm just gonna go ahead, Mike, and say I second that. I second Jamie Hader. She's had an unbelievable 2022. She comes out of the shadow of Britt Baker, the Storm match, the Sheeta match, just everything, just out of nowhere. I I started off the year by saying like who like like Jeff was with Garcia, like who's this girl? Like okay, interesting. And then that storm match just blew me out of the water. And I was floored. And yeah, I got a second that. I got a second Jamie Hader. Uh, Jeff, how about you? I was really in a toss up between Jamie Hader and everything that she's done, breaking out of the shadow of Britt Baker, DMD, but still aligning herself with her. And I, she's her and uh, Tony Storm just because of the match she had with Thunder Rosa, capturing the title, and then officially be not being interim champion anymore and being official uh, AEW women's champion. So it's really a, a toss-up between those two ladies. Allison? You know, I definitely want to say Jamie Hayter, but I also want to mention the other women's champion, the undefeated one. This was Cargill's year to shine. I mean, she doesn't have she didn't have any good matches really, but she she's she's gonna be someone who's gonna be up there in the future. And they she even said she would love to face Charlotte Flair if that ever mm, happened. That'd be something. Which, future future blog I'm gonna do. I'm gonna break the forbidden door. I'm just going to give it a little thing here. We're definitely going to do an episode very soon of booking an AEW versus WWE like super show. We're definitely going to do that yeah. at some point. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm with you, Alice. And, you know, I, I loved Cargo's work. It just like get in the gym and just get some like better, more moves down, get some fluidity in the ring. And then, oh, you've got a superstar on your hands because her presence and her promobility are like Ooh. immediately off the charts. It's just, yeah, like you said, her wrestling ability is is the one that's kind of lacking at the moment. So just get still better. Unproven. It's still unproven, but like once she gets good, oh my God. Oh, you got to okay. start. Look yeah. at look at the AEW women's roster. And I love nothing more than somebody, I guess, very new to the business like that. When we can see a um a definite improvement in their work mm -hmm. from day one to day. You know, at the end of the year, for instance, right. I mean, she's definitely gotten better throughout the year. Oh, 100%. And, and just looking at her, she just screams star. I mean, oh my God, the, 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 yeah. the money bra and panties that she wore that time. Oh my oh. God, just like amazing. Just amazing the presence she has. All right, still AEW breakout, but we're going tag team. And Allison, I just got to go with first this one. To me, it's there's one choice. It's the acclaim. There's only one choice. It's the acclaim. Scissor me, daddy -o, and that's it. So I'm that's going it. the acclaimed. Uh, Allison, are you going the acclaimed? The acclaim has arrived at the Sports Insanity Network face turn 2022 year end award for <laughs> breakout star tag team. Mike? I mean, I can't argue against this because they're the only ones who technically broke out this year. <laughs> it kind of is. It is kind of exactly. a one-sided. Jeffrey, make it four for four. Oh, heck no. I'm going with the ass boys. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yes. Uh, but although I do see a big, them big being big in the future. Mm. Uh, I mean, they got the look, they got everything, but with the acclaimed hands down, uh, Max Caster is a national treasure. His rapping, his disraps, whatever they're called, are phenomenal. They're so funny. I mean, just even the casual fan, knowing that they're going to be on the card that night, they may want to um, watch just to hear what Max Caster has to say. And usually what I like about it is, um, well, one of the many things I like about his raps is that they're intelligent, they're funny, and they're very... Uh, up to date with what's going on, whether in wrestling exactly. or and 
in uh, some types of um, national discourse. Like when they talked about the, he mentioned the um, the uh, a Texas power grid mm, yeah. going out again. And so he brought that up and I just, I, he's brilliant. He's so funny. And uh, the whole, the, everybody, and I love how they uh, bring in uh, daddy ass too. Oh and he's probably, he that, had to have that, been some type of huge help. That reaction when to they just finally, get them over that hump. Yeah. That reaction when they finally won the tag titles was like amazing. So glad they mm-hmm. got that reaction because they have been, uh, you know, Mike, we went to an AEW show at the very beginning of this year, and I told you what the acclaims got to be the next tag team champions. Yeah. yeah, and I think it was them against Sting and Darby. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was fun. That that's what they are. They are fun. Mm-hmm. Whether absolutely. they're faces or heels, they're just fun to watch and listen to. Yeah, absolutely. So our second sweep of these awards, we're going with the acclaim for AEW Breakout Tag Team of the Year. All right, let's go to the breakout stars, but we're going to the WWE side now. So, obviously, we could talk about, you know, guys who have had a career resurgence, talk about guys who have, you know, mm-hmm. or people who have come up for the first time. So, for mine, actually, uh, I want to go first with this one, the breakout male wrestler of the year. I'm going with a guy who has had a career resurgence this year, and that's the Celtic Warrior, Sheamus. Oh. Oh. I have I have been a Sheamus fan ever since I was young. I actually really enjoyed his work ever since I was younger. And I felt like he never got the proper respect due. Well, this year, that all changed. Started with the year with, you know, the, the great matches with Drew McIntyre. Then, of course, we had the feud with Gunther. And, oh, my God, that Clash of the Castle match. I, I, I'm still. That I might think, be I match think, of the year. Ooh, ooh I'm I, sorry. I think I'm, I'm still putting it hurting. in. The, the way they hit each other, I'm still hurting from that match. Um, but yeah, no, the career resurgence of Sheamus has been one of my favorite things to watch this year. That match with Gunther was amazing. Then we have, I mean, the War Games match. I still say, I know, I I know the way they're going is going to be KO versus Roman Reigns at the Rumble. I really want Sheamus versus Roman at some point. I'd love to see that match. So I'm going Sheamus. Jeff, how about you? Sammy Uso. <laughs> you mean yeah, he. I, I was. He's been feeling oozy. He's been getting everybody oozed up. <laughs> he he is the the straw that stirs the coffee for the bloodline right now, mm. and uh, yeah, it's just been an amazing ride. It's been so much fun to watch, having him get some of the other uh, between the Usos and Roman, almost break character on live TV, making him laugh with the. He's not feeling very oozy line. And they're like, when Roman brought uh, Jay back over, and he's like, no, 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 you come right here. And he puts his arm around him so he couldn't hide the fact. He was breaking. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was – mm-hmm. he's got my vote. Mm-hmm. Sami Zayn, WWE Champion 2023, please. Let's hope. Please. Or Universal. Yes. Uh, Mike, how about you? I'm with Jeff. I'm gonna go Sami Zayn. I, I don't. I don't think this is difficult. Also, he used the he made up the word usologist in a promo. Yes. <laughs> that alone. So I, I'm I'm gonna go Sami Zayn. Hmm. Allison, you know I've definitely loved Sheamus. I love Sami's a good one. I'm actually gonna go in the NXT row. Oh, okay. And I'm gonna go with Braun Breaker. Yep. Mm. He was my right choice. A breaker, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get what you did there. Because really, it's like he had a strong start and a strong ending to 2022 and is pretty much the new face of NXT, not 2.0. I mean, I, he's got to be in the Rumble, right? I, we, I would love for him to be in the Rumble or him debuting next year in WWE. Yeah. Cuz like I, I think he I think he's done everything in NXT that you can do. I mean, like is there really anything left for him to do? So, yeah, there's, there's only one way I will allow somebody. him to be in the Rumble. There's only one way. Him and Scott Steiner have to become a tag team. <laughs> <laughs> and do Steiner math. Do Steiner math. Good old Steiner yeah. math. 
Every All other right. team's got a 33 and a third chance of winning the Rumble. Death knows. <laughs> All right. Well, holla if you hear me. Yeah. All right. Now we go to the female side. WWE Breakout Female Wrestler of the Year. Allison, who do you have? Again, I'm going back to NXT. I'm going Roxanne Perez. Because she had a strong year, and she had one of the best feuds in NXT of 2022 with her ex-tag team partner, Cora Jade. She stood out in the deadline of pay-per-view and topped it all off. Got the NXT women's title. Mike? Okay, so I was going to say Mandy Rose, but I didn't want to create a controversy here. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to actually go Liv Morgan. One money in the bank, and you know, I, I kind of did crap on her run as the SmackDown Women's Champion, but that wasn't really her fault. But she's become a viable threat. As in the past, she wasn't a viable threat. She had the Extreme Rules match with Ronda, so I'm going to go live more again. Jeff? I I will say, it's up to two, right? It's It's two tough ones. One, I think, is probably a better choice of Mandy Rose. She brought a real legitimacy to the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, you know, being the fact that with um, with her with her group, and I just thought it was nice to see a long reign as somebody with the women's, and she got better as the year progressed. Her matches were better. That's, that's one of the big things I always will look for, is how great are their matches are the matches getting uh the other one um is nikita lyons she is mm-hmm. uber athletic and that first match after her debut and she did that split Hassan chop thing with her leg uh, that ne- that it was either that night or the next morning that name was blowing up twitter <laughs> probably because of the finish but She's got she's got a lot going for her, and the sky's the limit. I mean, she's she she's big. She's bigger, so she, she's got the power. Mm-hmm. She's got she's sexy. She's she's athletic. She can do karate or kickboxing or whatever it is. So I you know I think um, she I mean she really she really made a splash. So I'm going back and forth between her and Mandy Rose. They're both in. Ah, for mine, this is a little tough one because there are a few that I'm thinking of. Um, hmm. You know, I'm going to go the opposite of what, Allison, what you said. I'm going to go Cora Jade. Um, They, you know, I know Roxanne Perez has had probably the better year, but Cora to me is just... I, I, I've loved her work ever since she got in. She's had great matches with Natalia, with Roxanne, um, with Mandy Rose when she got shot at the NXT champion, Women's Championship. And then this character change, you'll become this jealous, you know, vindictive woman saying, you know, I, I brought you in, Roxanne. What are you doing? You don't get the first shot over me. I'm the one who who runs this show, runs this show around here. And so I think now you've got this really great feud built into next year. She's had great match, just great matches around the board. I've been really impressed with with Cora Jade this year. She started off as a relative newcomer earlier on in the year, and she's just grown ever since the year um, has go on has gone on. All right, now we move on to WWE Breakout Tag Team of the Year. Allison, who you got? I mean, this was really tough because I didn't know who to pick, and there wasn't really anyone that stood out. But the only one that really like was breakout was pretty deadly. Coming in from NXT UK and unfortunately losing the titles, but then, well, not losing the titles, but for them just recently losing the titles to the New Day. And honestly, I just can't wait to see what their 2023 is going to be like. Mm-hmm. Jeff? Um, I was going back and forth. Once again, sometimes when you, it's good when you have this type of problem when you're watching something like this, but it was a, for me, it was a toss-up between the Creed brothers Ooh. and uh, the re- the re- resurgence of uh, the Street Profits. Mm. And there was what I forget w- which show it was, and they had this amazing match 
with um with the Usos. Money in the bank. That was okay. And between that really I that put them up there for me, thinking they were going to ride that tide into something else. And unfortunately it didn't really happen. But those were my two. All right, Mike. One quick thing, and then I'm going to get to my answer. Pretty Deadly should just replace the Maximum Male Model guys. <laughs> Great. Like, j- just have them <laughs> do that. And they'll get on TV. So that's one. But two, this was the Alpha Academy. Chad Gable got the words, thank you and shush over. <laughs> and it's resurrected the career of Otis, who hasn't been relevant since they broke up him and Mandy Rose, even though we now know Otis is probably one of her subscribers. <laughs> but think about it. They had a spelling bee with, with RK Bro. They were the tag team champions. Oh my god, they were. I forgot about that. And they had they were on the best ver- best episode of the KO show. <laughs> the genetic the lie detector test. But oh yeah, the lie detector. Oh, it's oh, not why is there barbecue it sauce on this? <laughs> it wasn't Elias, it was Ezekiel. Uh, yes, of course. Yeah, so, so oh, yeah, I'm but... gonna go the Alpha Academy. <laughs> this shush. Shush. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you i do that at the dinner table when my kids are just trying if me and Tyler are trying to talk about dinner or about what something over dinner and the kids are talking i turn to my kids i don't care nine years old i go shush, shush please, shush, please. oh, oh no. yes uh, all right it's for amazing. mine um i'm actually going a women's tag team and it's down in nxt i'm going kaden carter and katana chance formerly known as casey Catanzaro. Catanzaro. Uh, they went really far in the dusty Rhodes tag team classic earlier on this year now they're pretty long reigning women's tag team champions they've been really impressed with me just super athletic Super uh, great chemistry right now. Those matches with Zoe Starks and Nikita Lyons were really good. Yeah, they've been really hot all year. And, you know, it's finally get some good women's tag teams going in. Let's make those titles actually mean something, please, for both the NXT and the main roster. All right. Up next, we're going to go to our stable of the year so obviously group of people who had the best 2022 mike i think the bloodline's the easy answer so i'm not going there i'm gonna go to the blackpool combat club mm-hmm. let's have some fun moxley danielson claudio for, for what they did with anarchy in the arena basically it was them blood and guts give me the blackpool combat club jeff i i yeah i think the bloodline like said was like said is the easy answer and the black the blackpool combat club definitely would get my vote and i'm only gonna say um house of black because Mm. i'm a huge music fan Mm. and i love that the black metal that uh, especially uh, Mountain Kai Black comes to the ring with the the whole, whole like dark the mask like and adding uh, Julia Hart with with the black eyes. I just like almost like witchery. I don't know, but I just think it's I just the overall aura of it and how they uh, they choked out Darby Allen. They just left them hanging over the top rope, but. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm going with with the House of Black just because of that because I just love the music and the whole thing. Allison, so I again the Bloodline's probably gonna be the obvious answer, but I got two actually besides Blackpool Comic Club. Obviously, carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary heads at rest. Don't you cry no more because the elite. It's another elite year. Even though they had a little problem after All Out. But they stood strong. The second one is the counterpart 
a black hole combat crawl. I'm going with the Jericho Appreciation Society. Mm. And just how it happened and how they proved themselves to be sports entertainers. And there were some really good matches with JAS, Black Hole Combat Club. Even we got a golf cart revisit with Sammy Guevara. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> and a special shout out to Jake Hager's hat. Because he loves that hat. <laughs> oh, he loves that hat. Yes. All right. Um, for mine, for mine, Mike, I'm surprised you didn't go with Toxic Attraction. <laughs> you know what? I oh, again, man. I didn't want to create the controversy. But I, with- I have to go Toxic Attraction because they have brought legitimacy back to NXT, back to the women's roster in NXT. Mm-hmm. I, the gimmick is just so good. Even though WWE got stupid at the end by saying, "Oh, Mandy Rose was too gorgeous," apparently. Um, but the, the fact that they, they just, I, I loved how blatant they were about it. How just open they were, like, "We're the best looking women in the world. What, you can't touch us. We're gonna kick your ass, and we're gonna look hella fine doing it." It's been an amazing year for Toxic Attraction for Mandy Rose for Gigi Dolan and uh, is it JC Jane? JC Jane. Been an absolute year, major year for them. I hope WWE gets their head out of their ass and brings Mandy Rose back and bring Toxic Attraction to the main roster. Please. I we- honestly want to say Toxic Attraction should have won those vacant women's tag titles. They should have. But um, like I said, please just get this situation figured out with Mandy Rose. Bring her back. Bring Toxic Attraction to the I mean, main roster because charge Smackdown... fans more money to go see her. That's the way this works. <laughs> hey, there you go. But friggin' them on SmackDown would revitalize SmackDown. Yeah, you got damage control on Raw, Toxic Attraction on SmackDown. There you go. Easy, easy fix. So yeah, for me, it's Toxic Attraction. Easy. All right, tag team of the year. Jeff, take it away. Um, FTR. They held so many different tag titles. And I know the the more popular choice, of course, is the acclaims. But I'm going to go with FTR. They held the New Japan titles. They held the Ring of Honor titles. They held the AAA titles. Now, unfortunately, they didn't get a lot of TV time as far as a regular tag team goes. They were, you know, mixing it up with a third member. But for me, overall, uh, it's going to be FTR. Jeff, I, I gotta second that. I gotta second FTR. These guys have been on fire ever since the beginning of the year started. They're matched with the Young Bucks, with Lucha Brothers. I mean, Briscoes, hello. I think mm. I think all the Ring of Honor battles would like to talk to you. I mean, those should be in contention for matches of the year. All three of them. Uh, yeah, I've got to go with FTR. They've been absolutely killing it this year. Mike? Uh, three for three. I- I'm with the FTR. It's at some point, Tony Khan, just give them back the AEW tag titles well, and, and let's go. There are rumors that Cash Wheeler wants to take a year off, I guess, and Dax wants to do more indie stuff. Okay. So maybe it's just going to be that kind of thing. But, Alistair, are you making it four for four? Sorry, Usies. I'm going FCR. Yeah, I mean that that's been they've just had an incredible 2022. I mean, just just the three Briscoe matches, just that alone. Um, all right, let's go to female wrestler of the year. So all companies, all women are are in play for this. Mike, who was who was the female wrestler of 2022? So now that I know there is no controversy surrounding it, I'm going Mandy Rose. She was the NXT Women's Champion for 400 days, or around that area. She had great matches. By the way, how well she improved in the ring after going back to NXT, I don't think that gets mentioned enough. Mm-hmm. And she got fired for being too beautiful. Welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, Mandy Rose. Rose. Jeff, I would also like to say Mandy Rose, but just so we have like a different name out there, uh, I would actually, I, I might actually throw out Jordan Grace's name. Mm. She dominated Impact Wrestling like no other female really has in quite some time. 
just just because I love Mandy Rose for what she has done in NXT. I mean, she's earned nothing but respect from me and from probably millions of fans. Not the whole everything that's going on with Mandy Rose thing. I could care less about that myself. I'm just what I see in the ring from her, definitely. But just to throw in a different name out there, uh, Jordan Grace. Hmm. Allison, I you know she was she had a great 2021, and she also had a great 2022. The greatest of WWE, Bianca Belair. Hmm. Like I'm going with her. She kept strong. She had a strong storyline getting back her getting back the women's title from Becky mm-hmm. and then feuding with Becky again and then feuding with Bailey. And I yeah. really want to see a future next year. Yeah. I want she... Rhea and Bianca. Rhea and Bianca will I'm be ready. Um, oh boy, this one's tough. Cause I think those three are really the strong front runners. I'm trying to think of anybody else. Um, hmm. You know what? I'm just gonna second uh Bianca Belair. I just think she's had she's just had too good of a year. Banger after banger with Becky and um Bailey and you know the war games match, just absolute banger after banger. So I'm gonna second Bianca Belair because she's had an incredible 2022. All right, let's go on to the pay-per-view of the year. We're going to say male wrestler and match of the year for the top two. Cause I think those are the top two categories right now. So pay-per-view of the year. So overall, take the whole show into account. Mike, what was the best pay-per-view event of 2022? SummerSlam. Oh, okay. Oh. Great. From the debut slash return of damage control to the epic edge return mm. to what should be the greatest moment in pro wrestling history, <laughs> Tractor Brock. Yes. By the way, that tractor should go to the Hall of Fame as well. <laughs> you know, the Usos and the Prophets had a great match. And really the only down match, it wasn't even it was a downer, it was just short, was Lashley versus Theory. Mm. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go SummerSlam. All right, Allison. I'm going for the Forbidden Door. We finally get to see AEW and NJPW collide, and there were so many great matches we got to see. I mean, I can't list them all, but the one that I already have for nominating for Match of the Year is John Moxley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi, just to close it out. Mm-hmm. Jeff? Um... Uh... Okay, so I'll throw out a different one. I'll do Extreme Rules. Oh. They had uh, Butch, Ridge, and Sheamus. They took on uh, Imperium. And then you had your I Quit Finn Balor edge match. Ooh. Yeah, two very, very strong matches right there. And WWE, just just, uh, just going to throw this out there. Please give me Demon Balor versus Edge and Hell in a Cell at Royal Rumble. Please give me that. <laughs> You'll be my favorite company the whole year if I get that at the Royal Rumble. All right, uh, for me, I got to go Mania. I got to go Mania 38. I was thoroughly enjoyed with that entire show. I mean, you had the Cody Rhodes return. Then the following match was amazing. You had Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestling a match in 2022, and it somehow was good. You had Bianca Becky. You had Edge versus Styles, which was kind of underdelivered, but, you know, it was still good. I know Brock versus Roman underdelivered. But Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. I have not had more fun, <laughs> except for one other match, but I have not as much fun of watching a uh, wrestling match as I did Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. And Pat we got McAfee. Pat McAfee. Yes, and Pat McAfee. But I mean, we, man, coming out to slam Sami Zayn, I was <laughs> laughing my ass off at this match. It was just so fun. Mania 38, I think, blew me out of the water the entire year. Both nights were were absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, if Roman Brock, if we take the last man standing match from SummerSlam and put that at Mania, Mania 38's in contention for best WrestleMania ever. Ooh, it yeah. really is. 
Yep. As um, long as the tractor spot stays, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The we have the tractor come back if Brock Lesnar feuds with Bobby Lashley. Oh yes, it, exactly. Brock Lesnar and Jimmy Wang Yang tag team and they entrance. <laughs> the, the entrance is on a trailer. <laughs> oh no, All better right. idea. We're down, to our final, we're down to our final two awards. Jeff, who is your male wrestler of the year? It has to be the man we all have to acknowledge. Mm. The Tribal Chief. has to be. I, it, there are some great wrestlers out there who had insane, incredible matches. But when you think of just the star power of Roman Reigns, you can't get any bigger than Roman Reigns. I mean... You could, I mean, you could, he's that casual wrestling fan uh, name. Everybody knows Roman Reigns. So I'm going to have to say Roman, just, I can't think of anybody bigger. So for me, I am going to, Roman's part of it, but I'm going to do a triple nomination here. I'm going all three members, former members of the Shield. Wow. Roman is the new king of WWE. He's the king of wrestling. John Moxley is is constantly the best wrestler in AEW. Tanahashi, Wheeler Yuta, MJF. He just has match after match of the year candidates every single time he goes out there. And the character has never gotten stale for me. And then Seth. Seth is just still, to me, the best pure wrestler in the world right now. The theory matches, the Lashley matches, the Cody matches, the Roman match at the er- beginning of the Red year. Off. All three members of the Shield. Like, I, I truly, th- there was a sense, I think Seth said it. The Shield runs WWE right, or wa- runs wrestling right now. They are the three biggest stars in wrestling. I don't think you can't argue with that. So I go all three former members of the Shield as my wrestler of the year. Allison? You know, I definitely would say all three, but I think, I actually would have gone with John Moxley himself just because of what you said. He became the face of AEW. Period. Mm-hmm. But I would love if everyone would agree if all three members of the Shield mm-hmm. were male wrestler of the year. Well, let's see, Mike. Agree. Well, I want to disappoint everyone, <laughs> but I, I, it, it's it's Seth Rollins. It is Seth. I know it's male wrestler of the year, but I'm going to take into account a couple of things. You brought up the Roman match. What did he come out to for the Roman match? The shield. The shield theme. (laughs) When he fought Cody inside Hell in a Cell, he was wearing the polka dots of Dusty Rhodes. Yep. So those little things matter here. And also the fact that he didn't know his mania opponent – and Vince tells him, you're going to be on Mania, and he's dancing in Vince's office. That was great <laughs> no. stuff. Jumps up yeah. on his desk. So, so, so there we go. It's it, it's all it's, For me, it's Rollins. It's all three members of the Shield, because I said all three. Allison said Moxley. Jeff said Roman. Mike said Seth. There we go. It's, it's the Shield. They run wrestling right now. The three of them are just killing it at the moment. All right, and we move on to the biggest – Award of the year. Allison, what was the best match of 2022? I actually have two matches for a match of the year. The first one I have mentioned before, Mockley versus Tanahashi. Really, like, I just, I want to just keep watching because of how intense it was. But the second one is actually a shocker. And it was during the Owen Hart Cup. We got to see Dax, Cash Wheeler face his own tag team partner Max mm. Harwood. I said, you know what? Can this be match of the year? Please. Like they although they are a great tag team, they're also great opponents to each other. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do I explain it? Like if you guys remember the Cruiserweight Classic in WWE, you had Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano in like one of the first rounds. And it's like they're a really great tag team, but they're also amazing opponents. Mm-hmm. The, the the best the best friends make the better enemies. Mm-hmm. We've seen that for throughout the years. Jeff, what is your match of the year? 
this is tough. I mean, you for me, like the first FTR Briscoe match out of all of them, that was my favorite. I think because I was anticipating it more than any other uh, match. Um, and I went back and actually started watching some old matches over the last couple of days just to kind of get a refresher course. And there's just like the two out of three falls with Daniel Garcia and Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. Um, the Forbidden Door match for the IWGP Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to name two just because I know everybody's going to say um, some of the same matches, no matter where you go, whether it's us or others. So I'm just going to throw out two matches just to show them some love. The first match um, was uh, the Josh Alexander versus Speedball Mike Bailey for the mm-hmm. Impact World Title. Such a good match. And just because, uh, once again, just going off the rails, uh, El Hijo del Vikino versus Ray Phoenix at Triple Mania 30 for the Triple oh. A Mega Championship. I just it, watched that the other day, Jeff. I just want to say, I just watched it the other day. And oh my so God. Good. Yeah. And I've been a fan of Phoenix for a long since his, uh, the first time he ever caught my eye, and I was like, wow, this dude's really good, was his. Uh, bloodied up match he had against um uh middle mortes at uh, lucha mm. ground yeah he got busted up really bad in his mass tour same thing here got busted up hits a vikino with a with a beer bottle from the audience i'm sure it was gimmick but still at least it didn't crash on break on the first hit so it kind of looked real and there's so many other great matches i know none of us are going to pick a bad match but i just wanted to show those mm-hmm. those two matches some love because if you go out into the world, people are not going to give them the love that they, uh, they deserve for those great matches. You talk about a year where it's impossible to really find match of the year be- in the good way. This was mm. the year. I mean, my God, I have like every year, every day, I felt like I had a new number one. I was like, oh no, that's the match of the year. Oh no, that's match of the year. Oh no, that's match of the year. But so yeah, it was it was a hard hard award this year. Mike, what's yours? All right, you you could have went with any of the FTR Briscoes. I would have been okay with you could want really just about anything at forbidden door just because we never saw it and be so cool but i'm gonna i'm gonna go to also the first one hangman page versus brian danielson oh at the beginning of the year at the beginning of the year i thought that was really good and the other one was seamus and gunther oh yeah like it was physical. Both matches physical, and it brought you back to like an old school feel. Mm-hmm. And so both those matches thoroughly loved. Yep. But you're right; there's a lot you could choose from. Yeah, I've got to I've got to throw out two, like three matches here. Was and one is my match of the year. I've got to throw out Moxley versus Yuta on that Dynamite or that Rampage. That match blew me away. Um. I gotta throw out Brock versus Roman in the last man standing match. Tractor Brock, Tractor come on, Brock. lifting the wrong. ring. I, if we gave a spot of the year, it'd be Tractor Brock lifting the ring. That thing was amazing. You want to call it? You want to call him, but just put it in right now. If you want to put spot of the year, just put Tractor Brock. Tractor we'll just put Brock. It there. Tractor Brock. Kick our ass. Um, but for me, I'm surprised you guys have not mentioned this. Um, I have never had a wrestling match make me cringe and feel and like we've never had a match make us feel like mankind versus taker since this one it's gotta be cody versus seth at hell in a cell mm-hmm. and that's on I, my that's on my list of top 10 um because i mean look i don't want wrestlers to go through this i don't want wrestlers to work when they're hurt the fact that cody Rhodes became a freaking Iron Man and went through it with that injury, and they didn't shy away from it when Seth is poking the the kendo stick right into his torn pec, and Cody's hitting you know he's hitting a Cody cutter off the top rope on that shoulder. Oh my god! I have that match. I was sitting down. I wasn't even reacting. I was just sitting there like, how is he doing this? How is Cody Rhodes doing this? And again, I don't want them to do this. The fact that he became a freaking hero that night and worked through that injury 
to me, you, you can't. I mean, even Dave Meltzer was like, I got to give this five stars. You can't give anything else because not because it wasn't like it hampered the match. They went out and had an amazing cell match. Uh, to me, you got to give for the effort, for the Seth mind games with the polka dots. The moment when Cody takes off the shirt and he's got that bruise and everybody and that arena just goes dead quiet. For all of that going into it, I got to give it to Cody versus Seth at Hell in a Cell. That match made me feel it made me like it made me like wince and like put my hands over my mouth and be like, oh, my God, what am I watching right now? So underrated match of the year. Kevin Owens Stone Cold from Mania. (laughs) (laughs) And any 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 matches we want to throw out there to just so they can get a little bit of love real quick since we've got some time. No, I'm good because you know FTR Briscoe's any one of those. Just go back and Mm -hmm. watch them; they're great. Yeah. It was it was really good. I I gotta give, um, hmm. Oh, I gotta give one more shout out. I know we talked about Forbidden Door, but we got I gotta give a special consideration to Cassidy versus Will Ospreay. Yes, that match blew me away, and it was the other singular time I said, like I, I mentioned this this image when Will Ospreay hits the hidden blade on Orange Cassidy, and Orange Cassidy still kicks out. Will Ospreay has this just look of fear in his eyes because I and it's this such great look of fear because he's like, "Am I gonna have to kill this guy? If I want to win this match, do I have to physically murder this guy in the middle of the ring to beat him?" Such a great visual. I I gotta give love to that one, um, as well. So, all right, well, that is going to do it for the face turn and 2022 end of the year awards. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you check out the website, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork.com for great blogs, uh, meet the crew, planes, trains, and automobiles. And for Mike, the pun master Rifkin, Allison Wiener and Jeff Knapp, I'm Noah Trombley. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll catch you guys next time.